0: let yes. see.
1: Once upon a time, there was this hockey player that used to play for the Boston Bruins. His name is Chris Wagner. Apparently, he got mixed up with Harpoon in a wrong way, and Harpoon chopped him up into tiny bits and pieces and brewed this beer. That's, yeah, called says, Don't it Poke it the says Bear.
2: says brewed with Chris Re- Wagner. Brewed with Chris Wagner. He did sign it, though, so, I mean... He,
1: he was a good hockey player. He was an excellent... I believe he's a defenseman. Do you think they
2: cut him up with his own skates?
1: Does this make a Irrational can- fear. Every, t- every time, like I watch hockey, like irrational fear is like anytime somebody goes into the boards, like they're just gonna get their whole face like cut off by like s- like some guy doing like a flying drop kick. I swear to God, that's like an irrational fear. I don't know what I would do if I actually like witnessed that. But well, that
2: was elaborate. <clears throat> you know, it doesn't get much better than late season hockey. Late season hockey. <laughs> Unless it's canceled.
3: Yeah. Thanks, COVID. You jerk. Yep.
2: To help restock our fridge for game night, we called up our Bruin friend and Massachusetts native Chris Wagner to develop the perfect liquid companion for a playoff push. Wagner. Yeah, and about
1: that. You know what? This isn't a sports podcast, so I'm not going to go like completely crazy on this, but like, the Boston area right now is like getting all excited because apparently the NHL season like actually was canceled right now. The Boston Bruins actually have the best record right now and would technically be the Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> Who the fuck would want that Stanley Cup? That'd be like the gayest Stanley. That, That'll be the dumbest Stanley Cup in the history of like the planet. Kind of like the last cool. time we won the Stanley Cup. Nobody actually seems to remember this, but the last time the Bruins won the Stanley Cup, it was a um, shortened season because of the player strike. So I think they only played like 59 games or something like that instead of like 82. So like all of our old ass players were like really like in great shape that year and won the Stanley Cup. Haven't been able to do it since. And now everyone's getting excited because they have the best record. Did Big you know one. that
2: this is brewed with a touch of black honey?
1: You just tried it without us. I cheated.
3: Oh rude. That was just the head. Yeah. That doesn't stop it from being cheating, uh, but Black
2: honey and <laughs> what's 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 golden promise malt?
1: I'm gonna say it's a malt and it has some golden promise.
2: Okay. Well don't poke the bear is a crushable.
1: Or Yep. Black bear, and
2: golden ale with a bright, hoppy noise, uh, nose Sorry, and just a faint hint of sweetness. Cheers to the mayor of a Walpole. Raise one up to the rafters. Rafters. For every case sold, we will be donating a portion of proceeds to the Corey C. Griffin Foundation.
1: And hopefully a couple of dollars to Chris Wagner's family. Well, this is a charity is of a Wag's thing? choice. I assume he's brewing the beer because it's made with Chris Wagner. Must be a limited release, I hope. Gentlemen,
3: minus the cheater.
1: I know I suck at this today. Yeah, it's crushable. Mm. It
3: like
1: beer. I can crush that.
2: Yeah. Smooth, yeah. Light. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Bubbly, it's black bubbly. black and gold. Ooh. The honey helps. Think I can throw this thing, you say? <sighs> yeah, that's
1: really good. <laughs> Can't get any stickier out there. <laughs> you, would be, you would be surprised, <laughs> surprised my
2: viscosity,
1: sir. 5.14% alcohol by volume. It comes out as a 29 IBUs.
3: That's funny because that's the exact rating I was going to give this. That's what I give it.
2: Bam. You know, this is employee owned? <laughs> Fuck that man. <made> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: would you like me to explain it to you?
2: No. Please, no. <laughs> why is it? Why is it 5.14? That's such a weird number.
3: Because that's the rating I decided to give it.
2: It's just a weird. Usually they don't like really. I don't know. Maybe it's like specific
3: like with it.
1: Real scientific with it.
2: I guess so. Maybe was that his number? It helps kidding. with sales. It helps with sales. I don't
1: think it was actually.
2: Like <laughs> like 0.5% is just not enough for me, and six is like too much. I need something just a little over the top of the five.
1: Oh, actually, as a matter of fact, his number is fourteen. <laughs> that
2: explains. Ha ha.
1: So they did that on purpose? Like that's It's like a good assumption.
2: I feel like the point percentages don't really make a difference, to be honest with you. Tell that to his career.
1: Uh, it's pretty good. Harpoon <laughs> usually has like a pretty hoppy product. A uh, harpoon IPA is good. Not. Gr- I don't consider it great. Like wouldn't be like, my favorite IPA in the world. I'd give that a 4.5. Yeah, did
3: I mention I gave it a 5 already? I gave it a 5. Did you give it a 5? Five? Uh, five. If, point one if four. you were going yeah, to
2: five. give it a 5.5, I'm going to give it a 4.14.
3: Dang! So it's a b- four and a halfsies
1: Genzies. What I read it?
2: Four and a half, or four point 4.5. Right. <coughs> okay. Or four point six four.
1: All right. So here's to uh, raising uh, the lamest Stanley Cup in the history of the NHL. Bruha. Bruha. Hopefully they play some playoffs. I need some. I need some playoff hockey in my life.
2: That's it. Ciao. Peeps. i not
1: going to say it.
2: And that was the beer review. Alright, that's a beer review. Still not going to say I it. You said it.
3: <laughs> you didn't say it right. I didn't say it left either. Funny. And we're still <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah, we are. Hi.
0: <laughs> this is Heavy Metal over a six-pack tribute.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Happy Hanukkah. I don't think it's Hanukkah.
3: Definitely, probably not. Are you, you ga- sure?
1: You gonna leave that in front of you just so you can like tease yourself with it like the whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you want it, but don't touch it. Don't do it. Just eat it, man. It's evil. It'll make you do evil things.
0: Will
3: it
2: though? I think it'll just make you go to sleep.
3: No, it won't. Ju- it'll help you go to sleep. It won't make you go to sleep.
2: Uh huh.
1: It's like part of their magic powers. Like it, it, like helps you like get like a decent night's sleep. So like when you can't sleep at night, like you just you know eat brownie edibles.
2: My superpowers. <laughs> Why is that funny? Okay, it's hindsight. Hmm. Superpowers or hindsight? My superpower is hindsight. It's not very useful, but I, so I see. That, I see that now.
1: You should One go closer. You should go closer to your mic, Dave. Uh, Or bring the mic closer uh, uh, to you. Yeah,
3: but it almost killed my beer when I moved the mic stand last time, and it scared me. Maybe if you move your beer out of the way. Hey! Hey! Hi.
1: It's our first day doing this. We're we're not 95 episodes into this or anything like that. Are we? I forget. Yeah. I think we just released 92 before this one. Yeah, good
3: lord. I can't. I'm I'm new here. I'm not allowed to
2: touch my own mic stand. Should we let him know that it extends further? Ah, shut up.
1: Oh, you know. He uses a... He, a a wireless, cordless, a wireless yeah. mic. Ooh. So he doesn't know about the no, uh, the so arts fancy. of these mic stands. Think how
3: fancy he is, even though he sucks. The
2: old-fashioned...
1: Who sucks? Me. Want to talk about <laughs> it?
2: Vacuums? Not
3: really. All
1: right, so in this episode, we're going to discuss how Dave thinks he sucks.
2: Cheers, kids. How many hot dogs can you put in your mouth?
1: I wouldn't want any more than two. <sighs>
2: hmm. Dude, I... uh it Depends on the hot dog. I'm not though. a big fan of hot dogs,
3: man. I, I have love to be, hot dogs. I've I go been drunk. I have to be like like.
1: Have you ever deep fried a hot dog? Black out. I like just dropped it in the like.
2: That's how we used to make them at uh, work. But
1: yeah, just drop them in crazy hot oil and like don't take them out till they explode. I mean,
2: but
3: when I do, it's like
2: most of my it's fine.
3: Ketchup, mustard, and relish and onions. I'll call that the works. No,
2: No, man, Molly dogs are worth that.
3: No, the, Crushed uh, the, the really skunk cheese the skunk and bacon. Dog? Peanut butter and fluff. I
1: like peanut butter and fluffs. Who makes that? I've, though?
2: I've had peanut butter. Uh, gnarly
3: dog, but they have not been in business for like
1: <laughs> 10 dog. years. Yeah.
2: I've done like Remember the peanut butter and a hot dog thing. That uh, I think AF did that like challenge thing.
3: It was a hot dog truck. You used to always park down by the where the bike path is now over the bridge.
1: Oh, that was an gnarly dog?
3: Yeah.
0: Huh.
3: And Fair. he'd always do Frito
1: boats. Maybe that, uh, that fact uh, escaped me.
3: Yeah, that's, that's what's going on here in this town, kids. I know you're all very interested and eager to hear about that.
1: We make hot dogs. We didn't even make them. We, like, bought them from KM.
3: The best one I even went to uh, was this place called uh, Hank's Hot Dogs in Hawaii. He was featured on, like, Diners, drivings and Dives, and Obama ate there and all this other stuff. He did, like, he did like seafood sausage dogs, and, like, he had a thing called a no dog that was just a pickle.
1: <laughs> Seafood sausage, that just sounds terrible.
3: No, it was pretty good. It was like lobster and stuff, and then they do like chorizo dogs and like...
1: What do they wrap that with? Like what's a wrap on a seafood sausage? I don't know. Hmm.
2: Beef
3: casing? <laughs> like, it's kind of, I have no idea.
1: mixing too many animals in the food group.
3: Whatever, man. Hank's Hot Dogs on Oahu in Hawaii is delicious. So <clears throat> if we have any listeners out there and you haven't eaten there, go eat there. They're literally only open for, like, lunch, and it's awesome. Now I'm hungry again. Thanks. Thanks, kids. Where's was the egg roll? Yeah. Well, I inhaled that already. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it's ah. like eating for two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's got a point. I, I, I don't even know.
1: I don't much. think we should do an episode today. I think we should just, like, random Just, <laughs> just record this for... And a half. This is this Ribbon. is basically
3: what's going on. We're like 15 minutes into this episode, and topic still hasn't come up. The listeners are not very entertained. I can hear them chirping. Chirping. You
1: know what? I blame this. Like, we're all locked in our houses right now. Like, well, nobody's allowed to like. Some of us. Go This out is into the, the first
2: interaction we've had in months. I haven't
1: <laughs> seen a live human being in like a day.
2: I can't say anything. I still work. I'm sorry, buddy. This is what it is. They pay me, so it's fine. Yeah, but at
3: least you're making food all day. I wish I
2: was making food all day. I mean, you can. I know. I will be.
1: I have been making food all day. That's actually been like the hard part. Like one, like I feel like I'm getting fat too. My grocery bill is going like redonkulous. Plus, it's kind of like I already
3: ate all my end of the world snacks. It's <laughs> kind of <laughs> like an episode
1: of like like, um, Chopped. Like you have to go to the grocery store and you have to see what's available <laughs> to you, and then you have to make like an entree out of it.
3: Now, now we need to make a meal. And what did you prepare? Uh, these are the uh, Bisquick and olive biscuits. Ah. Uh, <laughs> with this uh, anchovy Pop-Tart.
1: Like, as an actual example, like, t- so today I was actually very excited because I went to the grocery store, and I was actually excited that they had milk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. That helps. Like, the, the milk is here. Okay, I can get milk. Now I can go get the flour and the sugar to make my banana bread, like, with all my berries and stuff that, it, like, I've, I've been making the last few weeks. And no flour.
3: I just I just love that, like, the the more we progress – the, the weirder our, our like necessities list gets in times of disaster. Mm. Like, oh, there's a storm coming. Guys, we have to buy all of the milk and bread. All of it. Like It's, it's not even milk and bread. It's like, literally only like six inches of snow. We need all all of the milk and bread. And would, now, oh, there's an infectious disease. We need the milk, the bread, and the toilet paper. I would actually
1: like to know <laughs> the explanation behind the toilet paper. I've never seen any natural disaster where toilet paper was like in so high demand where it was causing rioting in the streets. It's weird. Like, what are we doing? Like, ser- like, I do not understand that. Like, even, like, 0.0, 0 do I understand that?
2: Because they don't want to get stuck in their house without toilet paper?
1: I mean, nobody wants that, but at the same time, it's like, why are we hoarding toilet paper? It's
2: just a weird thing to hoard.
1: And then the other thing is, like, I think this is the first time, like, as an example, so, like, when a blizzard hits around here, like, everybody goes and, like, they get, like, bottled water, they get all the canned goods and, like, whatnot, but, like, a blizzard lasts for, like, a day. And then there's like a cleanup for another day. At most, you're looking at three, maybe four, if it gets really gnarly. Mm-hmm. Four days, you're talking about being out. I and mean, people are, are, are stocking up on like non-perishables, like something fierce. Mm-hmm. This happens. This coronavirus happens where we're going to possibly be like martial lawed into our house for like a month. Mm-hmm. And everybody's buying meat, milk, toilet paper, Fruits, vegetables, and if right. you actually go down the can aisle at the grocery store, it's completely stocked. You can have all the canned soup you want. You can have all so the weird. canned like beans that you want. It's like we got this like ass backwards. Yeah. Like, what if my like, what if something like gnarly really did happen, and like all you fuckers lose power? What are you gonna do with that thirty pounds of meat that you just hoarded? I mean, so, you
2: can technically portion it and freezing it. The milk, not so much. Well, that's what. But what
1: I'm saying is, like, what if like something like really gnarly does happen and like we if lose, you lose power? Power, then you're fucked. It's like, okay, well, I just bought like 14 fucking ribeyes because they were on there and I wanted them. <laughs> I, and I, I didn't want to go down in style. <laughs> and I, I didn't <laughs> fucking want 14 ribeyes. <laughs> it's like I didn't want anybody else to have these ribeyes, so I took them all. But it's like you guys get this like so ass backwards. Although. There was a run, like we were talking about hot dogs earlier. Like hot dogs are gone. Like frozen chicken nuggets are gone. You know why? Because pa- parents are like panicking right now. It's like, oh my god, I got my kids. Oh, the for mac three and weeks.
3: cheese is gone.
2: Ramen noodles, man, all day. It's like unbelievable.
3: We're gonna have to actually make them
1: food. <laughs> god help us if the if the world does actually end.
3: I'm I'm not too concerned.
1: I'm not even like a, I'm not even like slightly afraid. I mean, I don't want to be sick by any means, and I don't want to be responsible for getting anybody else sick. But, like, I'm not, like, afraid that d- I mean, luckily, I'm a middle – like, I'm a – I was about to say middle-aged. I'm a younger gentleman. I'm in relatively okay health except for, you know, alcoholism. I don't know if that is susceptible to – or susceptible to uh, COVID-19. Words <laughs> are hard. Words are hard. Um, But, like, I'm not afraid of this by any means. But, like, I don't want to be responsible for getting, like, somebody else sick. Like, it would blow if, like, all of a sudden I had a fever and, like, these two – guys are going to go home and like spread it to their people. And like, I'm responsible for my little circle. Fine. It's like my, COVID- I, ha-
2: I have thoughts on everything, but it's not what this podcast is about. So I will explain. Them it's like of- my COVID-19 <laughs>
1: tree. Like, like in the sports world, they have like the coaching tree. You can have like your COVID-19 tree. There you go. Say, so I got that guy, that guy, and that guy, he got that guy, that guy, and that guy. And fuck that guy. Yeah. Get got it, to him. Get
3: him. I think we're going to postpone this, this episode to something else. And we're just going to keep
1: on rambling. If we actually keep talking about this, I feel I think we get a free pro account from uh, a <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, they actually sent the notice out about All it. Right. If you want to do this, like we'll give you a free pro account for a year. That's funny. It's like well what if I just talk about it? <laughs> so now we talked about it, so now I can say there we go. hashtag free coronavirus account. and <clears throat> maybe we can get another free subscription. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, wanna do real stuff now?
3: Tater nuts. Let's do it.
1: Would we rather do real stuff? It's gonna be the longest. Give us one ever thought ever. that you don't want to share, Anthony. How about what? You said the, it's not what this podcast is about, but just yeah. give us like one thought that you you don't want to share.
2: About what I think? Yeah. Well, I mean, I could say the main <laughs> one, and then it would pretty much, without defending myself, I would give you exactly my thoughts. I don't have to defend it. I'm not yeah. gonna.
1: I'm not gonna challenge you after. I'm just. I'm just trying to push the envelope a little bit.
2: I don't. I don't think it's a real thing.
1: You don't think it exists? Nope. Okay. Sweet.
2: Like, really quiet. Like,
3: really? I mean, (laughs) well, we said we were going to rebuttal it. (laughs) I don't even have anything to say to that, though. It's like, whatever, it's probably not. Like, we get lied to about everything else. It really wouldn't surprise me.
1: Oh, anyway. So the the president's gonna send us all a thousand dollar check though. It's like that's fine, sweet. Yeah, I'm in for that. Yeah, yeah. Make all the shit up you want. I don't <laughs> fucking care.
3: We can't let Bernie in. He's a communist. Yeah, I'll take a thousand dollars. Pretty much. Guess <laughs> what? It's, it's like guess what?
1: The only thing that I have in the stock market is my retirement, and I don't need that for like at least forty years if mm-hmm. I even get to that point. <laughs> yeah, right. So Woo! whatever. I'll
2: be dead before he retires. That's fine. Sweet. All right. Into the main event.
1: Main event.
3: Main event. Oh my God, the main event. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was our news. <laughs> that was it. That Half was the it. episode.
1: We're gonna call that a uh, psycho babble bullshit. Yeah. Get I have a sounder way. for that. I know you do. I haven't used it for a lot- while.
3: I know you do. Oh, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. Right. We planned this so well. Enough of your psycho babble bullshit. Get on with it already. All right. So, uh, cool thing actually happened, and you know what? A lot. There's been a, like a lot of. Um, legendary or iconic uh, artists out there that have actually been celebrating these um, these uh, anniversaries. And the 20th anniversary of uh, Disturbs the Sickness just happened, um, mm-hmm. oddly enough. 20 the years, sick, man, 20 yeah, the, years. And 20-year anniversary of the sickness, mm-hmm. and we just... <laughs> but we don't have to digress again. Um, yeah. So... With that, Oddly with that being said, like what we're going to do today is we're actually going to do an artist tribute for Disturbed. We're actually going to talk cuz whether you like them, hate them, love them, uh they they they're they're pretty important out there. David Draiman's a very talented dude. The the band itself is very talented guys and uh so we're going to talk about them and this episode is going to be uh dedicated to Disturbed.
3: Disturbed.
0: Yep.
1: Disturbed. Um kind of so like kind of like what we've done in, like in the past like with like uh previous uh, tri- uh tribute episodes like uh we did discuss it like we we thought like one of the cool things to do would be to actually talk about like our first like kind of experiences with uh with the band disturbed uh the sickness came out in the year two thousand sure did about twenty years ago if you weren't paying attention
2: <sighs> yep
1: does anybody want to go first
2: about how we started?
1: How we started I, I have.
2: I actually have a story about the, the Sickness album in general. Um, so, this was one of the... I'm not going to say first, but it, it was one of the earlier... Earliest of the uh, CDs in which I acquired with my CD player. My headphones, my Walkman, if you must. And I was going to Florida to visit my aunts. And our flight had a six hour delay and this is the only cd i had in my <laughs> and my game boy was way out of batteries at that point so i was like i guess i'll just listen to this so i mean over and so over that and that's and kind of like my, my and then i fell in love with drums <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't, i mean it definitely helped but i, I mean that's kind of how i started with them i mean i don't want to say that it was like you know criminally like embedded in my brain because of that but that's it that's it's one of those little things that you, you remember um but essentially once that cd i mean this is these guys were all over the radio af r.i.p this was one of their their lineup along with corn along with you know system of a down and you know all those guys and this is just yep. they these guys in my mind out of all of the bands of that time i think they had the largest hook those songs I just feel were catchier than the other ones, and I think that that's kind of what it grabbed me. And I mean, again, then the sickness being my, my favorite album off what they have, and that's pretty much where it started, and it's gone from there.
3: So, have you equally listened to their other albums? <laughs> no, no, not to that much. Compare how much you like <laughs> each one. Close, but <laughs> and no. Then properly rank them? No. Just curious. My actual first experience was uh, getting the absolute crap scared out of me by Mr. Draymond. Because I decided to go for a ride with my neighbor and his dad in my neighbor's 1970 Pontiac Le Mans. And we all got in the car and the radio was cranked. And nobody was any of the wiser until that ah, ah," came in crazy loud and scared the hell out of me. (laughs) What's that? And I didn't realize it was a song (laughs) until like 15 seconds later. That was my first ever experience with that. Kind of,
2: kind of flinch every time I hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the the thing in high school. Like everyone tried to do that because it was like, oh, have, no one can do it. It's weird how he does it.
1: It's tough. It really is. Like the, it's a it's a very odd distortion of your vocal.
2: Justin can do it. Yeah, he was like the only one who could do it.
1: I like to think I could pull off like a small version of it like when we cover this with the uh cover band, but you no, know, it is what it is.
2: What about you, Marcus?
1: Um, so I always have like sometimes I have like this weird thing where um like life events actually happen kinda of like Anthony, like he got stuck with like just having like this CD like while he was waiting like countless hours in, like the airport. Uh this is one of the first CDs that I ever purchased. Like I was I actually just started driving. And I actually remember, because um, when The Sickness came out, um, that uh, Stupefy was, like, the the very first single that they, they did off of it. And, like, that sound that that song was, like, just... And back then, you know, you needed the radio to hear the stuff. Like, we didn't have streaming services quite yet. Like, we had Napster and, like, whatnot. But right. the radio still kind of told you, like, where your new stuff is. So I believe this is one of the first CDs that I actually purchased like when i was actually able to drive myself there we used to have to do that thing where like you have to drive up and down like the main streets with like all your windows down and like your music like really loud and Mm -hmm. hopefully you had a system otherwise you just sound completely stupid yep um but you had to you had to like pimp it out so i used to like pimp out like the metal music because i did have a system Mm -hmm. i put a lot of money into my system Mm -hmm. back in the day more than your car was uh not quite uh, no not that much bought the car brand new Okay. A little bit more than my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. It was nice. It was nice for, you know, base model. But beyond that, like, I mean, Disturbed actually ended up being like one of those bands that like, I saw them so much live because they were like attached to every single tour.
2: Local bazooka. Every single tour,
1: every single festival, Disturbed was like attached to it. Mm -hmm. It took me very little time. Like, I think I got to, like in a three year span, I saw them like, 12 times and it was actually get to the point where it's like i don't even want to see them anymore me and tell <laughs> but, but it was like the thing it's like oh like who's playing it's like oh it's disturbed and i'm like eh. <laughs> like i saw him so much <laughs> so but That's the cool thing like back in the day like they um they were very theatric when the sickness came out um he used to get brought out in a um a straight jacket
2: yeah like on like a dolly, right?
1: Yeah, they would, and like every so, like one of the Ozfests I remember seeing, like they did the thing where they uh they wheeled them out, like kind of a thing, and like kind of un unleashed them, kind of like Con Air. Like, right. that dude that's, like, in the back of the truck where, like, he's, like, yeah. latched to the chair, and it's, like, um, Steve Buscemi's character. Yeah. Right. And, like, they're, like, carry him out, like, pulls and shit. Like, that that used to be cool, man. Like, they, they used to have, like, some theatrics about it, and then his whole persona kind of changed, it like, did. when um, Believe came out. So, mm-hmm. like, it kind of softened up a little bit, and he was kind of, like, more normal, which took a little bit of the mystique out of it. Maybe that was, like, part of the reason why, after the 12th time, I was like, yeah, I'm all set. But... I mean that's 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 my initial experience First CD that I owned. I mean probably wore that thing out in in the <laughs> CD player. Pretty good. It's a cool album though. Like the uh, uh, the sickness. It is. It's you know Disturbed is like one of those bands. Like say what you want about them. I know there's a lot of love hate for like a lot of these uh, larger mm-hmm. larger acts and like whatnot. And Disturbed is one of them. Like they don't oh, yeah. necessarily get everybody's love and affection kind of a thing, but mm-hmm. they are unique. Like, there's not really anything else out there that sounds like Disturbed. Like, you don't have a bit... Like, there are tons of bands that sound like each other. Yeah. But there's not really... Like, you have Disturbed and you have nobody else.
2: The thing that, uh, that I like about Disturbed is that, like, throughout their entire career, except maybe, like, their most recent stuff, maybe, but they've always sounded like Disturbed. They've they're very nev- consistent. They've never gotten like way off, or you know what I mean. Like they've always been like, oh yeah, the disturbed. Like you, you, you always know, regardless new song you've never heard before. You're Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah, disturbed. disturbed. I mean, yes. I mean, like his voice helps a lot too because it's pretty distinct. But you always know it's them.
1: Yes, they're they're very they're very consistent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some people consider that like a bad thing, but it's like, well, I don't know. It's like, what do you want? What do you want from bands? Like I don't. I, that's a, that's a crazy argument. It's like, oh, you sound like you, you're completely like away from your old stuff. Or you sound exactly like your old stuff. Well, what do you people want? Right. Quit pitching. Right. It's disturbed. They sound like Disturbed.
2: Yeah, I always thought uh, this song was neat because they had Shout cover on there. I know that was interesting.
3: Let it all out. Yep.
2: And uh, I always thought that Dropping Plates was the funniest th- song like, ever. Because it's like, oh, now I'm just going to make a rap song. <laughs> and it's like, it's so bad, it's good, kind of thing. Like, he's just got, like, all these, like, you know, little something for your ear hole. Get up. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounds ridiculous.
1: I actually wonder if, because, I mean, they these guys were labeled in, like, the mm-hmm. new metal, like, mm-hmm. genre kind of thing. I actually wonder if, like, the writers and the producers kind of pushed him towards it's, this it's, one.
2: It's later in the track, so maybe.
1: Like it was like, hey, listen, like we have this in the catalog. Like this would be good for your your image, and it's just like one of those things. Like they probably recorded it. It's like okay, it's fine. Like they probably thought it was gonna like take off, and they'd be able to use it, but they're like, eh, hey, just put it like track eleven and just forget about it. Like who cares?
3: Right. Forget about it.
1: David, we boring you?
3: No.
2: <laughs> you, you look bored.
3: Nope, not at all. I'm just double checking my research. <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> Nothing. Um, I must say that I think my favorite song of this one is the game. I've always really enjoyed that song. I don't know why, but that's always the one I remember the the most.
1: You know, my fa- off of the the sickness album itself, like it it will. I think it'll always be stupefy for me. Like the okay. the game is a very good song.
2: Do you know what that song's about?
1: Stupefy. I did.
2: I only know because I listened to the interview that he did uh, a couple of weeks ago when, when like it was like the 20th anniversary that he did on, and it was uh, Rock 101, he was talking about it, and when they talked about this album, he talked about Stupefy, because it was the, the, you know, the first song that was pushed out there, so evidently uh, the lady friend he was dating at the time was, I believe she was Indian, and the parents didn't want him to, wouldn't let them, get married or together because of the racial differences. And that's essentially what the song is about. Hmm. Yep. It's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. That's angry.
1: David does a lot of personal stuff, though, like oh, in know. his writing. Yeah. Like, I mean... Um.
2: Except he's dropping plates on your ass, bitch.
3: <laughs> I call next.
1: Yeah, whatever. Wait, what? Huh? Wait, what? What happened?
2: Moving on. Moving on. Did I miss a joke? Nope. Nope. That's too bad. See, I don't... When Believe came out, I don't think I really got into that one. No. I think I got more into 10,000 Fists. 10,000 when when, Fists!
1: That's actually interesting. So. That's
2: interesting. I like Liberate. Liberate was really good. I remember that song off there. And obviously Prayer was the big one. But uh, that's really it that I remember of this this album.
1: The um the whole thing was like when 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 Believe came out in I mean that w- that was like a big deal like when Believe came out mm-hmm. it was officially released um I have two thousand two so yeah. it was two years after the sickness officially came out and um. It was the whole persona change and like everything changed after believe came out and like it's not that i want to like accuse them of saying that, that they want or accuse them of wanting to get like radio play still mm-hmm. because they they still had and you know what they they kind of modernized a little bit like liberate was like if was a very modern song prayer yeah. there's nothing wrong with prayer like prayer is a no, good pray uh, for, pray prayer is a good song mm-hmm. and it also had um there was another track let me just look real quick uh believe i believe oh. Was the other like very good one? That well, what I thought was a very good one off of that song. Uh, <laughs> words are hard off of that album? But what was we like? This was like it was like a complete like persona change. Like mm-hmm. he stopped coming out in like straight jackets and like it was like a two year shift. Like it was almost like he kind of realized like he wanted to be taken like more seriously. Maybe I I don't I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's just odd. Like because like everything changed after that. And it was just, like, but David Draymond, when he writes his music, like, everything is kind of based off of something that's, like, going on in his life. And I think he actually had, like, a like, I'm not going to say he found God necessarily, but, like, he actually had, like, a very religious experience in his life at the time that he wrote. Like, every time that he writes an album, like, something critical happens in his life, and it's, like, it gets completely absorbed into, like, whatever he's writing and i think that's just kind of like what happened like he so i guess for lack of a better words i mean maybe i should backtrack maybe he did find god i mean who knows it's like yeah so yeah this is the way i pray like here we mm-hmm. go yeah let's off we go this is actually at this exact
2: same time they uh, they actually wrote the uh or they covered the song midlife crisis by faith no more at this time and they used it on a tribute album to faith no more but it was actually not actually like released on its own until the lost children album so which is which is later on oh that was a neat side thing
1: yeah the um one thing that they've always done like they always have like a an epic cover that they, that they actually and you know what added. they're
2: very good at their covers they are very they good at their covers i great. think they're
1: well selected mm-hmm. and they're well like kind of thought out and they make it their own like it's not like a exact exact replica of the song like they make it and I'm getting the look. Do you
3: think? Do you think they were the the metal cover, like trendsetters? No.
1: The thing with them
2: is, that and they're, they're who else called,
3: had good metal covers before them?
2: I mean, maybe in the trendsetting <laughs> wise, yeah. But the thing is that, that what I like, and, and this is Honest not, question. this is not throwing shade to you know Five Finger, because you know I would never do that. Um, <laughs> but their their covers are never like the thing they put first. It's yeah. always just on the album, and then it's found after. They yeah. don't use it as their Uh, Unfortunately, I mean you can't use now because of their. But you know, it's always never been like their. I mean, prior
1: to *Disturb*, the Fear Factory did *Cars*. Like that was a, like that ended actually ended up being like a huge one for like Fear Factory that I think kind of kicked them like more mainstream versus mm-hmm. like just being like kind of underground. Uh, Dope actually did "You Spin Me Right Round," yep. which is like one of their be- like they bigger hits, that. and they're that only, was an ninety. Only, only saw that was like ninety eight, ninety nine. I think that came yeah. out like it was, it it was before. So I think the trend was like kind of before like Disturbed did it, but like what I think Disturbed did was like well if we're gonna do the cover like we're gonna do it well.
2: Yeah, and they're gonna make it theirs. Like it'll be ours, uh, you know what I mean.
1: It won't necessarily be the point of it, with the exception of you know uh, Sound of Silence. I mean, that's like that's like worldwide. It might, if I even look real quick, I'd be willing to bet it's in their top five. It's their top one. Number two.
2: Oh nope,
1: nope. I'm sorry, it's number one. These uh, these are these are skewed because number one is 330 million. Yeah, Sound of Silence is 379 million. So, uh, no, no, Spotify can't do math, but that's fine. Um, Maths are hard So like with the exception of that Like I mean they just like Will do something Like But Even like the The Faith No More cover um, Land of Confusion Yes I believe it.
2: No Um, I just said it too Jesus I'm so sorry Midlife crisis They did Land
1: of Confusion though too As well That's, didn't they
2: That's uh, Genesis
1: I'm so sorry Thank you
2: mm-hmm.
1: Words and thoughts are hard <laughs> But
2: um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But. Uh. Yeah.
1: They're. They're just. Point being. They're. They're well thought out. Mm-hmm. And. They're, and they're well done. It's like we're gonna make this our version. We're gonna put it on the album. It'll be something that people can enjoy. Like we can have fun with it live. It's probably like some kind of like deep dark history like behind all of them and the reason why they were picked and whatnot. But.
2: Yeah. Probably. Um. Talking about live things. Uh, 2004 they released Music as a Weapon 2 Which I find weird Because I I can't pinpoint a one But That's fine I guess Uh,
1: That's a uh, compilation Yeah
2: Well this This one is Oh yeah you're right Because Poem Taproot Chevelle Unloco Taproot And then They do like Stuff every other Something It's kind of weird They actually do Fade the Black too Which is interesting um turn the page i remember th- when this came out i was in high school and i remember seeing a lot of posts and shit like on myspace and whatever about they had like a music as a weapon tour and that was like the thing going around
1: right i say i was actually trying to google this like well uh, music as a weapon is a series of concerts and tours it was actually created by disturbed yep um there's been several editions of the tour five in north america two in the australia's name of the tour is from the lyrics dropping plates Disturbed's <laughs> <laughs> <their> first album, <laughs> The Sickness. Um, I'm trying to find the co- the purpose of this tour. I knew it was meant to support something, I thought. Um, but I'm not going to find it quick enough to matter, so I'll just walk away.
3: Every time I hear uh, Disturbed, I think of that guy on YouTube, uh, non-random nonsense in the <laughs> Disturbed video he did of their like greatest hits album. Every song you never knew, you
2: never heard. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty it tickled funny. my funny phone.
3: Every time I see it, I laugh, and that's literally what I think of. Disturbed too. Like every time you hear one of those songs, you're like, oh, there he goes again.
2: <laughs> um, let's see, I guess moving on. Uh, <laughs> like I brought up Ten Thousand Fists, two thousand five. Oh, uh, that's when I, I started getting back into them. Uh, that and Indestructible were the two that I think is, like, when I peaked, I guess, for my interest in Disturbed. That's when I started playing drums, too. So, I mean, as, if anything, if Disturbed's anything, it's definitely a drum band. Like, a lot of their fills and shit, and, like, just the beats they roll with, it's very drum-heavy. Um, I mean, 10,000 Fists has a lot, but it has Land of Confusion. I know you brought that up. But it has a good amount of their, their really good stuff, like 10,000 Fists, obviously, Just Stop, Guarded, Stricken, like all Decadence, which was actually a Need for Speed, which is how I learned that song existed. But I mean, those are all like fantastic songs on their own.
1: This is reading off the book. I forgot what that Stricken is on here. It is. Stricken. And I'm ai
3: al- I forgot al- this alive. song was I'm on live too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah they've, they've had hits on a lot of their albums. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. I guess I underestimated the 10,000-fifths. Uh, 10, Ten thousand thousand I was going say, we're going to have an interesting conversation when we actually rank our uh, tops and bottoms for uh, for the seven Disturbed albums, if we actually do that ranking. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. It'll be fun. Don't worry about it. Sure. It's fun. Dave, yep. what's the matter, man? Why yes. are you so bugged out? I'm not... How many brownies did you eat today?
3: Oh my god. So many. Really not <laughs> so enough. Many.
1: Oh, i like out, man. I'm like doing this episode on weed.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Not just regular weed. Bra- exactly Brownieed weed. what I sound like. Brownieed weed.
3: Br- Brownieed. What
1: is that middle filling supposed to be, by the way?
3: Uh, peanut butter. That's peanut butter? Yeah. It's like peanut butter crumble or something.
0: Mm.
1: Okay.
3: It's pretty good. Mm. Whatever. Mm. I enjoy it.
1: Digression, we go. <laughs> digression,
3: we go. You didn't see the chocolate chips in there? There's like chocolate chips in there. What are you talking about? It's
1: like one inch by one inch wide. How much stuff can possibly be? Bro, inside? well,
3: not a... Inch oh, a are we
2: still talking about the brownie? Uh, We digress. <laughs> um,
3: this is going to be a rough episode, guys. No, it's fine. Yep, totally fine.
0: We're fine.
3: We uh we prefer these nice long
1: quiet silences for. This is gonna be a know. rough edit. It's not, it that has nothing serious. to do with it being a rough episode. It's gonna be like a rough edit. It's like Mark, you actually have to listen to this one. Fuck.
3: <laughs> and edit things out. <laughs> Damn it! I hate that. But then I, but then I listen through and I just think it's funny, so I leave it. <laughs> Let's
1: jump. Um. unless you have it, unless you had a direction, I actually wanted to jump like way ahead. Yeah. Right um, ahead. Initial thoughts mm-hmm. because um, their their latest their latest and greatest evolution, evolution came out. What are the initial thoughts on evolution com- that came out?
2: Um, and I'm I'm gonna back one because just to follow up, um, immortalized came out in 2015, and I remember hearing that on the radio, and I believe the eventual one is is their their single off of it, and I was actually horribly disappointed because they they were really mellow and very mainstream. Which has always been that like line, I guess. But it was like horribly mainstream. But then Evolution, when they had Are You Ready? Something about Are You Ready it just sounds it just like reminds me of the old school. Like just like the vocals, the the transitions, it just sounds like it would be on any of the other records, you know what I mean? Like it fits in very well.
1: So like back to the roots, yeah kind of a thing.
2: I, I feel, yeah. I reason the, no. reason the fights a little a little softer, but um exactly. So you can already pick out other songs <laughs> in, in, out of it. But yeah, that that would be my thought. I mean, it's not a bad album by
1: any means. Well, oh, you can make that comment that like we already kind of like discussed like a little bit, little while ago. It's like you know, it sounds like Disturbed. Mm-hmm. Right. They came out with an album. It sounds like Disturbed. Like shocker. I think somebody like sent me. A, it's like, oh, what do you think about this? Sounds like Disturbed. You know how many the same no.
2: songs I still find? And I'm like, oh, it must be off the newer one, but it's like yeah, an old out. one or vice versa. Because <laughs> there's so many, and then I just, I don't know where they go. It's like a weird puzzle that I don't understand.
1: Well, I'd be speaking for the artists if I said this, but I mean, they're not incredibly technically sound, like guitar-wise or whatnot. I mean, they're very, they're very talented instrumentalists, obviously. They, um, they... They uh they blend very well. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very clean sound, it's a very sure. distinct sound, like you you can Um and it's also a benefit benefited them. They've had very few lineup changes.
2: Yeah, very few. I believe there's only two past members. I feel like that's a key to longevity. So, so I, I seems mean you
1: work well. <laughs> so you're gonna get a lot of consistency. Like they take breaks when they know they need to take breaks, they come back when they are comfortable doing so and you know, they, they, they do their thing. But I mean you're not gonna these guys aren't going to land on any top ten lists of all, like best guitarists in the world. Mm-hmm. Anthony can speak more to this. They're probably not going to land on any top ten lists of greatest drummers in the world. To be honest, I mean, it's the
2: thing is, is it's not. The drums don't exceed the band. I feel like they make the band. Does it make sense? Like they don't go crazy, but it 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 makes disturb who they are. Sure.
1: But I mean, f- um, focal point wise, I mean this is this is very lyricist and lyric driven music. Right. Um, this is David Draymond's story and like whatever is happening to him in his life and like he's right. he's expressing it creativ- like create creatively. I mean that's the drive of Disturbed. There's it's right. not it's not an instrumental band. You're not listening. I mean I I think I can count on one hand how many solos are in any of the seven. Disturbed albums. Now there are a couple, right. and when they do do them, they're good. Like yeah. they're good, they're good. I they agree. fit. They're 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 fine. They're great. Um, but it's not their focus, and right. they're not focused on breakdowns. Um, they are very hooky. They will mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. will they will draw your attention like like lyric wise and whatnot. But I mean that's that's really the drive of this band. It's really like what it, it's it's Dave Trayman. It really is. It is. It's, I
2: hundred percent agree.
1: And. If he actually has material to, like, write an album, I actually feel like that's, like, when they would come together, which, I mean, like I said, I, I'm, all, I'm I'm speaking my opinion right. of, like, what I believe they are. Of course. Kind of a thing, like, without them sitting in front of us, hopefully someday, maybe. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> one of these
3: days. Gonna have to maybe maybe David sure Collin. No magnets here.
1: Um, no
3: magnets. Pull all the piercings uh, out of his head. He
2: already took them out. <laughs> or his kid did one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> i can guarantee you that's why he doesn't have the chin one anymore because you know the child was just like what's that and then that was the like, dope i'm all oh. set
1: <laughs> oh
2: you know damn well that was dad no no no. oh oh so I, quick fun yes. fact my brother used to have a tongue ring uh. until he was with the two kids and you know he kept like sticking his tongue out and she was just like and she grabbed it and it was she's like right, i gotta take this out I was like i'm done with this yeah not good See what
3: happens when you make choices as an adult.
1: I always got one of those back in the day. Tongue ring? Very close. Somebody talked me out of it. I forget who.
2: It was like the thing.
1: It was a thing. Like, that's what we did in the 90s. So Mm -hmm. we we just put holes on our tongues. Mm -hmm. And then other people ridiculed you mercilessly for giving too much head. Because apparently it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never had a girlfriend with a tongue ring.
2: I did for a little bit. You
1: know what? I did have a girlfriend with a tongue ring one time. And she always took it out first.
2: Well, that's lame. What
1: the, I thought I thought this was supposed to be so wonderful.
3: That, like somebody that just digressed really hard.
1: Well, it made me think of it.
2: Yeah. Well, uh. what happens? This is what happens. Isn't that the point of this podcast? That's to digress. To just derail, like it happens mercifully, quite a lot.
1: I feel like we've been doing this for like ninety something episodes, <laughs> and like we just mercifully derail like anything mm-hmm. that we're we're trying to like do. It's just to the point. As long as we don't get to that point where like somebody like throws their hands up, is like, I don't want to talk anymore. Like, can we just be done? Mm -hmm. As long as we don't get to that point, we're fine. You know what? I'm looking at the clock right now. We're burning so much time. We're doing so Uh, good. We're doing great,
2: Great, gentlemen. Great. Perfect. And
1: you don't give two shits, do you, Dave? (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, You don't even care to be here right now. You're right. You're either brownied out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or because we're not talking about Tala or Binkin Park. (laughs) Wow. Or Fathom Farewell. We can't be talking about Disturbed because it's not any of those three.
3: I want to take this time out to talk about my Binky and Flames. And uh In flames
2: <laughs> August burns red Same thing But so You can't even burn correctly It's, it's all the same
3: <laughs> He brings—he alternates which one he brings up each episode and calls a binky It's always the same one I don't believe I <laughs> ever called in flames my binky You even said red was your binky once No I remember No I don't have that many binkies
1: Let's bingies. check the episode I
2: don't have that many binkies
1: One binky and two blankies
2: Two blankies <laughs> Do you have a stuffy too?
1: Oh, I love my stuffy pillow mm, okay. In fact, I actually call it my stuffy It's like, can you throw the stuffy over Look,
3: whatever you do with it, it's nobody's business Okay.
1: <laughs> it's a squishy pillow and it goes under my <laughs> face
0: squishy.
1: And I'm not I am not even <clears throat> Embarrassed a little bit to an- admit that It goes under my face and just You know what, this mic. could actually what happened? <laughs> This could actually work This is soft and cuddly too That's me not shaving for like three days.
3: That's gross. I'm never using that microphone.
2: I feel like that you should be able to since you're home all the time. For what? Dang. I don't know. For what purpose? To, so that Dave can touch your microphone. <laughs> <now>? so, <laughs> it's so weird. I'm not trying to it's so weird know.
1: having like no point in life. You know, I, I I've actually been getting like a lot of stuff done. Like, believe it or not, like behind the scenes, like even just doing like our website and stuff, it's like, oh man, I have like hours to like do this stuff. I typed a blog today.
3: Fancy.
2: I'm so proud of you.
1: And these guys don't even know.
2: No, we... Mm, mm, I was doing my research on Disturbed.
1: Good job.
2: <laughs> yes. Disturbed.
1: Way to prepare for this episode. <laughs> I'm proud Lame. of
3: you. Loud spaghetti noises. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Want to rank the albums? Maybe we'll, uh, it'll drive some uh, album discussion? We can, yeah. You Want to go top to bottom or uh, bottom to top? Probably bottom to top. I feel like bottom to top is more perfect. That makes more sense. Dave, are you prepared for this? Are you able to do this? If not, that's fine. Like, I have them right here, except for this one. I had to cross out "Lost Children" because I forget that that's it's technically yeah, still no, I can do this. It is, but it isn't. It's weird. Like, apparently, it's like a continuation of Asylum.
2: It's uh, it's all the stuff that they didn't put on albums.
1: Is that what it was? Yep. Okay, I'm not going to count "Lost Children" for the for the point of this exercise, and mm-hmm. if you don't mind, because I'm not familiar with it. I didn't know it existed. No. Until I looked, I'm like, what, what what is this? Because the the thing is, like when you look up like disturbed albums, they have so many live releases in compilations of, like, and like whatnot. Like and then they do they did the tenth anniversary of the sickness and Yep, <laughs> yeah. It's it's the same thing. They, they didn't re release The sickness, it's just on the twentieth anniversary, but they did re release it on their tenth anniversary. So uh-huh. this is albums for days. They added
2: a few songs to it too. For the uh, anniversary edition.
1: And there's this thing on Spotify. I actually wonder if this is actually a physical copy, but it's like the five studio albums of Disturbed, like everything it's before 2011.
2: Yeah, it's huge. It's like ginormous.
1: And I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean. Unless you're diligent like me, and you buy every album like when it comes out.
3: Diligent is right. the term he used. He did. Yeah, diligent. Exactly.
1: Yes, Dave. That is the term I'm, I use. I'm proud of you. So, Dave, are you participating, or are you just uh, yeah. going to chat chat with us? What's your uh, least favorite Disturbed album of all time? Uh,
2: well, I think bottom five, I guess. I think immortalized. Okay. okay. <laughs> are we doing five, or are we doing all of them?
1: We may as well just do all of I them. We, have, we, we, have okay. we should have time to do all of them, I Next think. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I figured this would drive some uh, some album talk. 2015's release, Immortalized, Dave says.
3: Yeah, I was just... I. And truthfully, I kind of skimmed through it. I remember when it came out. Uh, It came out right before I had to go to training. 2015. (laughs) And uh, it was a big old pain in the butt.
2: Doesn't really pump you up, does it?
3: No. (laughs) Not at all. I downloaded the entire album, and then that's all I had to listen to in the field for like (laughs) an hour a day for the first like three days, and then my stuff broke and I couldn't charge it anymore, but... Yeah, I just wasn't really impressed. Maybe maybe it was the bad environment, though. You know, maybe Could it was be? like a... <laughs> maybe I was more pissed off at my surroundings than anything else, and yep. maybe it wasn't that bad of a letdown, but it just always kind of left that bitter kind of taste in my mouth.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I'll follow you up with the same. Mine, mine is also immortalized for my, my bottom. Um, again, I, I kind of went in a little bit about, you know, the venture one when I first heard it. And, I mean, it's... I mean, we all know bands need to evolve at some point. It's gonna happen. It's just it took a while, Uh and I'm just it's just not heavy enough for me for what they are. And I think and like I get it. Draymond has a phenomenal voice that he doesn't use a lot. Right. You know what I mean? Like it. I mean, the sound of silence was the one that really was like, shit. He can sing. It's like yeah, yeah. He always has. He just never did. Right. And I think he's kind of, like, learned that, you know what I mean?
3: Well, I think that was kind of thing, too, though. I think he kind of wanted to flex, though, because, like, I mean, look at metal in general kind of gets dumped on, so especially metal vocalists don't really get respected in the music world, and then he comes out with something like that and kind of sets the tone, you know, and separates himself.
1: So album was. But like all three of us are actually in agreement. Mortalized is actually number seven. Now, the sound of silence was released on this album, so like as far as like overall popularity and like world popularity, when it comes to Disturbed, I mean this one's going to be up there. Of course, um, the Vengeful one isn't a bad song. Um, you know what actually kind of annoyed me? They have a they have a song in a like in a previous al- album called the night, and in this song they have in this album they have a song called the light. Weird. Huh. So like when the light comes on, like I get like excited, but then I realize, oh wait. It's
2: not the same one. It's I not- like I like the night.
1: <laughs> I love this on the night. But then like I saw like the light and I'm like, ah! oh, that's oh, wait a minute. Lame. Stop it. Stop it. Trying to fool me. I mean, overall, the album, I mean, yeah, it sounds like Disturbed, right. I yeah, guess. I mean, Sound of Silence is the best thing that they did on this, and it's probably the reason why it's like one of the only things that they play off of it.
2: Uh, you know that wasn't on that album, correct? Uh,
1: I have it in front of me. Immortalize 2015, Sound of Silence.
2: Immortalize? Oh, it is. I'm so sorry. I completely missed it. I apologize. Like, yeah. Come on, bro. I'm looking at it. I know. like, <laughs> I love you, know, that, you, you, know, you know why? Because it's also on Evolution. But it's the live version. The live version, yeah. That's why I was confused. I apologize. <laughs> it's funny how it took that long to come out, though. I like think it's been out for a while. Well, it was probably no, 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 no. This came, song, how big it's release. gotten, like just now.
1: No, I, I like, I, I feel like it started. 2015, like, though. It, it, the timeline is a lot longer than what you think it is. Okay. Like when it when it first started getting big, this cover, I think so because
2: it didn't hit the radio till last year.
1: Mm. I don't think so. I think so. Right, we'll agree to disagree. Let's for just now keep arguing it's not, about it. It's because it's like I'm saying I'm saying nah and you're saying yaha. <laughs> like, so let's take my ball and go home. That's not <laughs> a compelling <laughs> argument. So we'll agree to disagree and we can uh, we can discuss later. <laughs>
3: yes, that sounds good. Somebody's gonna have a black eye next
1: week. Okay, uh, right, so Immortalized has been. Uh,
3: Eliminated. You are the weakest link. Goodbye.
1: Murdered. You suck. We all think you suck. Adios. So, second worst album of Disturbed. We have left the sickness, Believe, 10,000 fists, indestructible, Asylum, and Evolution.
3: Are we going to stay stay in order? Yeah. I got to go with Asylum.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Why?
2: Give
3: it up, homie.
1: Because
3: when it comes right down to it, I don't like agreeing with Marcus. It's
1: <laughs> always one now, I just, co-host that uh, has to be.
3: I don't like. Maybe I'm bitter. I think it was because it was like during wrestling season when I was uh, when I was in high school when it came out, 2010.
2: Yeah. You sure About that. Nope. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm like, we graduated in 2009, <laughs> so Shh, good try.
3: I was still okay. I'm just gonna stop.
1: That's um, quite so, a cop out you had there, buddy.
3: Thanks, Anthony. You're welcome. I'm trying to feel younger than I am. No, I. Uh, <clears throat> I just. Want...
2: Like what? What is was? it? it, what it was is it the sad? Is it the sad song about pollution that they did? Another uh, way to die? I,
3: okay, so I kind of have. Yeah, I kind of have this thing like. Uh, and I, I don't want to be that guy, but. <laughs> Crap, if if you sing about like hippie stuff pollution and, and whatever like I mean there's only one song but I know but I just don't yeah one song from them but like I just don't wait a minute
1: if you sing about what pollution bro
2: should we talk about fathom bro no I, bro I'm aware bro okay
1: <laughs> I'm aware you're setting yourself up for crazy amounts of ridicule right now I'm but just, you know I'm what you're gonna, entitled I'm to gonna, your I'm gonna, opinion you are you're, you're well ahead so I mean I've already I I already. That was it. That's that was all I was gonna throw at you, bro. You don't have to be mad.
0: I'm.
2: I'm not mad. You don't like their their their, uh their cover, ish ish Phil Wolf. No. 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 No Bono cover for you. No. No. no, uh...
3: I cannot stand that guy. Not a bad cover.
2: Not great. It's Not terrible. Anything else, Dave? You good? Moving on,
3: uh, well, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Dave. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why does he always think I have feelings?
2: Because uh,
1: mm-hmm. you it like your face has dropped. Mm-hmm. So just I just want to make Definitely sure. Definitely
2: didn't. It's in the exact <laughs> same spot it was. It's okay. Um, I my my next one will probably be evolution. Um, and I'm gonna go with it more or less because I don't know it enough <laughs> to really to really jump in. Like I know. Are you ready? Um, I know a reason the fight is a little bit slower. And hold on to the memories. is are like really like tearjerker song. But otherwise, I don't know enough of the other ones to really jump in and, and give it a full. 20 because uh, that was going to be my next one. Marcus?
1: <laughs> my, um, my number six is also actually Evolution. It really didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Like if I was doing a if I was doing a full album review, like compared to like the rest of the Disturbed ca- catalog, I mean Evolution really just kind of like whatever. I think they just kind of did something because there was actually public demand for them to to release something, right. and um, the projects are escaping me. I know um, David Draymond was working with Device. Yeah, he did Device for a while, and like a couple of the other bands, Four Immortalized, members, if I'm correct. Um, a couple of the other bands were like or doing something so like they they were kind of they were kind of like publicly driven to like kind of get back yeah. together and they said mm-hmm. they weren't gonna do it until it was like appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, something came out, somebody said it, it's like, What do you think of New Disturbed? I'm like, Yeah, it sounds like disturbed. But it just does there's nothing that sticks out to me. It doesn't mm-hmm. have like the hooks as nope. you know, the the five top albums that I'm about to rank like very shortly actually had for me. And so I mean, Evolution was my would be number six for me. Okay. Out of the seven. That makes sense. So we are down to number five, David.
3: Number five for me was Evolution. Good. So we've
2: talked enough about that. <laughs> <laughs> Same general idea. Moving on. <laughs> uh, well, my number five would actually be Believe, Let's and that's that's only because. Pretty close. Again, I kind of I missed it. Like the sickness came out, I was super excited, and then I didn't get back into him until ten thousand fists. So right. I ca- like I threw my. Uh, LimeWire Searches Liberate (laughs) Liberate was one of the songs that I found which is off this album and obviously Prayer but I mean otherwise I never got into the rest of the album those are the two songs I pulled off of it and that's kind of it so I mean I never I never really went back in Um, so yeah I mean that's that would be my number five
1: we're like oddly agreeing here
2: yeah but I'm barely missing the order (laughs) you're a little bit behind us
1: Wait, what? Because he 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 he's must.
3: talking about my next one every time. So like. Oh, I see.
1: I see. So, like, Anthony is... Yeah, mm.
3: like, our order is almost close.
1: Well, it's because you, like, you threw Asylum in there for, like, no particular reason. Mm-hmm. You know what, man? To, like, when he was in high um, school. So, believe... I could actually bundle mine together. Like, believe in, like, 10,000 Fists in the Air are going to be, like, my next two that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of rank. Both of them are... R- I I mean, these are, we're obviously in the middle of the road, like right Right. now. But if I actually went start to finish on each one of these albums, I think 10,000 Fists in the Air actually had like one or two more hits. And more importantly, uh, 10,000 Fists in the Air had the song I'm Alive, which Mm -hmm. I really like. Yep, that's a good one. So, like, I had, and 10,000 Fists in the Air is actually a pretty cool song. Mm -hmm. It's catchy. The problem I have with that song is, and the reason why, like, that's one that i actually feel like they were they were crowd playing like this was a complete play it's like you know what we're we have something like heavy but like we need to get that hook in or we're actually going to get the action out of it it's too i don't know it's too purposeful like it's like all on purpose but still a good song nice as far as, like, the drumming works. So, I mean, I can give you my five and my four. Five would be, believe, four would be 10,000 fists in the air. But like okay. I said, start to finish, I think 10,000 fists in the air, like, just barely breaks out. Plus, I have, like, that, I still have that thing where, like, we believe. Because, like, I had that period where I just saw disturbed way too much. Mm-hmm. And he went from straight jacket, straight jacket, straight jacket, straight jacket, straight jacket, straight jacket, priest outfit. Yeah, It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, stop right. it. <clears throat> stop it.
2: David, believe was my fourth. Okay.
3: Because, again, just kind of. I felt like I felt like the uh, instrumentally. I feel like the sound was more there. Okay. But they just they just took this weird. Kind of. Like, like I said, I, I there missed it so. wasn't a lot so. of. It, nah, I just wasn't wasn't totally wowed by it. it wasn't it was your wowing like, factor. Neh.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next one actually be Asylum. Uh uh-huh. Um. Again. Uh, like I said originally at the beginning, Indestructible is where I peaked. And then I missed Asylum. And then came back later. But, um, The Animal was really good off Asylum. Um, Warrior was really good. Um, and, actually, Asylum was was really good off of it. And, I mean, you can count the the cover as well, which was, you know, 6 out of 10. But, um... Uh, This album, I I think, went a little more back to the roots in certain areas. They were a little heavier. So I think that's like when Animal came out, it kind of grabbed me a little more. Um, But it never, as an album as a whole, it never really, I never was super excited about it. Marcus?
1: So that was number four for Anthony. I already gave him a number four. So I'm on number three. I'm on number three. My number three is Indestructible.
2: Agreed. Okay.
1: So, now, here's also my thing about Indestructible. Their original, like, the the actual song itself, like, the the self-titled of, of the album, Indestructible, mm-hmm. I thought was, like, one of the worst songs on this album. Oh. It's not bad. Which one? I'm sorry. Indestructible. Okay. Like, the actual song, Indestructible. Okay. I'm like, eh, whatever. But, like, you get further into, like, this album, it's, um... There's a song called "The Curse" that's on it. is mm-hmm. really good. The Night is very good. Deceiver is very good. Mm-hmm. Inside the Fire is very good. So, like once you get by that opening track, like the the um the the album title "Indestructible," yep. the album's actually pretty good. Okay, like I dig it. Like I'm into it. But as far as you gotta go, start to finish, start right. to finish. Like I sure. I got I got gaps in there. Yep. Like start to finish, and so it's my number three. Okay. So
2: you got to do your number four because we jumped ahead with him.
1: Well, no, no, he's got no, four. I started with four. So, like, I just kind of shifted into the first spot. So now we're right. all in number threes. Okay. Oh, three.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, my yeah, apologies. So
3: I, I agreed with him, though, for three. Okay.
2: <clears throat> um, Mine, my number three, will actually be uh, 10,000 fists. Ooh. Um, Thought we were going to be twins. Nope, not this time. And I have my reasons for, for Indestructible. Um, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. 10,000 fists is great. Like, I can name just stop, guarded, def, uh, defy, stricken... Uh, decadence all fa- fantastic songs land of confusion was like one of the best covers at the time it was so so well done and so different from the original but it still had that drum aspect being the fact that you have phil collins i mean that's what he does yeah so um and this actually brings me back to when i used to play when i was really in the gaming because uh need for speed most wanted uh decadence was on and that's i think where i really jumped into this album but I I I, re- I enjoy it. It's it's not yeah. up there fully, but I, I, I really enjoy ten thousand fists. That'd be my number three. Number two, Marcus.
1: Number two for me is actually gonna be the original release of the sickness. Oh, okay. Now the reason being is I'm going back to like my my thing, start to finish. You have to be able to like listen to the album start to finish. There's some weird shit on the sickness.
2: Yeah, I mean this is their their
1: now they Freshman, have Freshman they have they have iconic songs, obviously, on their on their opening. Uh, Down with the sickness, um, voices, stupefy, uh, shout. Um, their their original uh, cover song, uh, "Nums," actually a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, but this band grew up after this album. Like, I thought. So, like, I mean, if you want, like, raw, disturbed, mm-hmm. like, you go back to, like, the original album, The Sickness, which I'm not taking anything away from it. Like, it's... No, I don't know. still mean It's still great. It's still awesome. It's still iconic. It's still... The fact that we're celebrating its 20th anniversary is, like, rightfully so. I right. mean, yeah, yeah. you know, you still hear Down With The Sickness on the radio. You don't actually hear... It's weird. Stupefy was their original single release. Yep. But right. you hear Down With The Sickness more often now sure. than you will... Anything else on this album? And yeah, on the list, is my number two.
0: My uh,
3: my number two is Ten Thousand Fists. I think uh, as a complete album, it just has a, a more. It was kind of like when they honed in on their sound. I feel mm-hmm. like on that album, yep. so that was like uh, what they started to become like notorious for. Mm-hmm. Was like that like disturbed sound, whereas like yeah, the other songs. Prior to that, like you kind of could could hear their identity, but like they were still figuring it out. I feel like when Ten Thousand Fists came out, you knew this is what Disturbed is. Like this is like mm-hmm. this is their bread and butter right here. Sure, you know, that's
1: fair. I screwed up my notes. Yeah. Why did, why did I think you had them at four for Ten Thousand Fists? Uh, I'm not sure. Me neither.
3: I saw that and I was curious, but I didn't want to mess up your system, so I wasn't sure.
1: Yeah, my wrong, my wrong like, well,
3: system. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe four means seven in Marcus' world. I, I have no idea. Uh, four and two for ten thousand fists. we will right, we'll figure this out later. Dip, dive, dodge, duck, and dodge. Right. I already have to.
1: I already have <laughs> to listen. To it I already have to listen to this episode. <laughs> so, like, I guess, what, guess what? It just continues. No break for Marcus. You Number you t- edit anything? all of this.
2: Uh, my number two, and I'm going to go with Indestructible for, wow. um, one, because it's rock band, first of all, <laughs> uh, two, because this is the album that really got me to start playing drums. This was like the one, because 2008 is originally roughly when I started playing, 2008, 2008, 2009, and I remember, because I actually have videos somewhere, God knows where that my, my dad actually took me playing Indestructible because I had to learn the chorus of that song because it has the the craziest drum song you know drum chorus of the night Perfect Insanity Inside the Fire the drums were just so good and like it, that was one of the ones that really made me want to learn how to play and how to play all these songs so it, it's more of a personal opinion not necessarily just because I like the music but it, it was something that I actually built off of I, uh, and I like *A Criminal and Divider* also very good as well.
3: I, I got one of those electronic drum kits for Christmas when I was like thirteen, and *Disturbed* was all I was playing along mm-hmm. to. That was look at the it. drums, man. They blasted, really. blasted mm-hmm. in the house, just going ham on my electronic drum yeah. kit.
2: <laughs> Marcus, number one. My number one Obviously. album from
1: *Disturbed* is *Asylum*.
2: Yeah, really. Wow.
1: And this is why okay. it's my number one album. For, for Disturbed So like Kind of going back Like The Sickness Like I said If you want Raw Disturbed Like Raw Like this, The Sickness Is a very raw album um, By the time They actually got to uh, 2010 When they released Asylum um, I actually feel like This is like A very mature Level Like a very matured Level of like Disturbed Like The production is good The um With the exception Of like The, the global warming song Which is another way To die Um <laughs> I think one of the things i like is like there's a lot of dark there's like a lot of dark aspects to like asylum um if i remember now i'm i'm doing i'm going this off of memory so if any of this is un fact uh, factually inaccurate like i do apologize but there was something in uh, david draymond's his wife i believe actually went like literally went insane yeah. and was locked up in a mental hospital for like a while and I, I don't remember the detail if she actually passed or not. I like I thought she did. I was trying to find the facts like before we actually got to this, but I'm am ju- just speculating. I know I know for a fact though that and it was kind of like the driving force behind Asylum because like there was a combination of like lyrics like with this um, this album that was like there was a lot of personal versus a lot of um, like political and like like other stuff like he kind of went like back and forth but like the driving force behind this was like he actually had like family that he had to fight through like insanity Mm -hmm. and it's what i like about it was it kind of and everything i like i i picked was like personal like i said I, i i really had no use for believe like when it first came out, because like it changed the whole persona of like Disturbed, right. and like I saw mm-hmm. that live on stage, kind of a thing. But I feel like this brought him back to like his dark, his dark place. Mm-hmm. Like we're not like trying to please the crowd with ten thousand fists in the air anymore. We're not trying to be religious and God fearing. Like believe now we're just pissed.
2: Mm-hmm. You know that they uh, they self produce this album? Wow, Fun back.
1: I believe that at, at, at this point.
2: And this is actually so. This is Disturbs' fourth consecutive studio album to debut on top of the charts. Because Asylum was uh, debuted as number one well. in the top 200. And this has only been achieved by two other bands, being Metallica and Dave Matthews. So, I mean, it's it's a huge thing yep. to have. Milestone, I guess, to be the, the term.
1: But if yeah, you go that's... start if you go start to finish, like the song "Asylum" is great. The song "Infection" is great. I like the song "Warrior." I like the song "Another Way to Die." Um, <laughs> Never again is okay. The animal is really good. The really good. Serpentine is very good. <laughs> My child is very good. Like that. Like this is the, for me. This is a start to finish album. Like you can you can go like right through this like without without skipping anything. Like I thought this was the most developed that Disturbed has ever been. Okay, and it was absent of a uh, cover. Unless one of these is a cover. Ishwolf. Ishwolf's yeah. a Ishwolf's a cover. Ishwolf. Yeah. Is that a fact? Okay. All right, it's know, not. You know, it, it's not know, even know, absent of a you cover. You know the
2: song. Do I? I can guarantee you know the song. It's got a long startup. I apologize. I jump like someone in the middle.
1: Still going. Okay. All right. So. It's, oh. <laughs>
2: What do you think Ishkabod stands for?
1: Um, it's
2: the entire chorus.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> so it's Took not even a it's not even absent of a cover. They did a cover. Is it? So yeah. Without further ado, Asylum is my number one. Okay. Disturbed album of all time.
2: Cool. David
1: versus got, David's had, number six. I
3: gotta go with the sickness. um, Just because it was the breakthrough, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, and well, so what I'm I'm the most grateful for, and I kind of noticed that they didn't really do this ever again, is that, uh, you know, they released their first single, and then somebody somewhere listened to Down With The Sickness, the original version, and was like, wow, this is really good, and then got to that crazy breakdown part and was like, oh my lord. (laughs) 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 Well, we need to shorten this, and uh, let's cut this part out and put it on the radio domestic violence and then everyone's like hearing it on the radio oh i love this song they put it on in their car and it's like i'll be a good boy no <laughs> like,
2: mommy don't uh, hit me like,
1: you know funny funny part about that song like we 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 actually played down with the sickness like quite a bit in our cover band set and we actually i requested that we went to the radio edit cuz even even still People can't even like look at you weird it's when you try of weird. to like. Yeah, it's just
2: they're like, "No, mommy, don't touch me!" No, let do it again. It's, it's,
1: a, it's a little bit of a weird vibe, especially like when you're at a bar in front of a bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, somebody just uh, sitting there trying bu- to drink their beer
1: like with a bunch of older clientele.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's funny. Um, I, I mean, I gave my, um, uh, little little story about, uh, sickness. Um, one thing okay. is that this album, like, I mean, I can listen to it start to finish. Like he's you know he said about asylum and, and it's flawless all the way through um, I think every song is, is very good in their own right um, well the thing that I, I feel about and, and you guys can can chime in, in in your thoughts as well but I feel like this album has a little bit of a industrial feel certain parts of the, the song because they have like the kind of backtracking a little bit here and there it has that little bit of
1: well it does and I actually wonder if that's actually why like he broke David broke away and did like device, device because he wanted to be he wanted to can kind of continue that vibe where maybe like they wanted to go in mm-hmm. or there might have been like a little interclashing like kind of a thing like in there, but yeah, it's definitely industrial like hundred percent
2: and I also think it's kind of weird that if you look at the CD cover, it's slightly similar to Ramstein's first album cover. We noticed that it's a bald white dude. Hmm. Fun fact for you: it's not obviously the same, but it's it's extremely similar. I got you. I got you. I'm sorry, he's not bald, but he's still got like the white face thing. It's, <laughs> it's similar in, in in nature. But yeah, I mean that would be the my first, obviously, because I you no, know, it's just I think more nostalgic than anything else.
1: You know, it's not, it's not very often like when we do like countdowns like this. Uh, I don't go back to the original because. Mm-hmm. You know, well, a, I was surprised. There's a surprised there's a maybe. reason there's a reason why like you know bands make it big kind of a thing, right. and like I would always point to like later releases for like bands and, like whatnot. If they were to come out with this first, would they be as big as they were? Like, like I usually use like that kind of scale. Now yeah. if I actually think if Disturbed came out with Asylum, they would have been just as big. If they came out with Asylum first, like I really I really do. They probably would have said that, it's like wow you guys taking like a step back like with a couple of things, right. but. Yeah. Maybe it would have changed like the ranking system like altogether, but I don't know. I they, they had a cool peak in the middle of their career. Sure. Like kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And um,
3: I think it's always so weird to think about too, because you never know, like when a when a band gets signed, like how many demos they actually have and how many things get put on the back burner for years by the label.
2: I mean look at look at the released, lost children. You know? There's like a bunch of songs that were written in like two thousand three and I think pretty much like two thousand ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's amazing how many songs that are so made in that, you know what I mean, just you have in the back of your head, and then they just never really get out there till later. Right. Um, fun fact the uh, mascot for Disturbed, do you know what he's called without reading my, my screen, Marcus? I, it's very I, original. I don't. He's called the guy.
1: I did know that, actually. I'm so sorry. I did, but he, that's is, okay. he
2: is used as the guy. So originally, the guy was just a drawing of a face with a large grin. Which is actually on the back of the Sickness album, and then evidently it oh, it's created. yeah,
1: it's the hand, it's like yep. the hand drawn looking and smiley then, face, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, and
2: then it was edited using a digital distortion program, and after the image was distorted three times, it became the official mascot.
1: <laughs> okay, take my hand drawing that my three year old did. Uh, I'm gonna p-
2: the piss out of it, and there you go, <laughs> logo.
1: I think the Atomic Basses dude does that. He calls it the Meat Monster.
2: The Meat Monster. Did I get them? <laughs> I thought I got them. <laughs> Chicken and beans. <laughs> Chicken and beans.
3: <laughs> Meat lod. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's. That was. That was all my fun facts about Disturbed in my life. I've, uh,
2: I've, I've noticed it. And to jump into the the live aspect, I'm sure they sound fine. I've never seen them live. They sound
1: them. exactly like they sound like on the disc. But That's actually one of the things I will give them credit for. Like they sound their their balls on accurate. So if you if you're one of those people that like to go to a show and hear what is on the disc played live, Disturbed will do that for you. Like they're their balls on accurate. But I I've heard,
2: I've heard that in their kind of more more recent after they did the the priest and, and, and the, you know, Dolly with the, the the same whatever jacket as he got, they get kind of boring live. Very little energy. It's just like kind I've of heard, him I've with heard, the trench coat, just kind of singing.
1: I've heard that feedback, and I've actually watched the, uh, I've watched a ton of video, and like you can kind of see that. Like I mean, he's really just kind of walking. I'm a statue. But at the same time, you know, I I would have to actually think about it. like aside from the theatrics, like originally, I mean. We're, he was an older dude like he wasn't like in his low 20s like right. when he first came on there and I don't have it right in front of me to tell you exactly what his age was but I mean he was a, he was an older guy like from the beginning like he's not he's got to be in his mid to late 40s 73 27 seven.
3: almost
2: 50
1: yeah 47 yeah so and so especially 57.
2: 57. Yeah, 57.
1: Right, so it's like especially like recently, like yeah, definitely like, and I've heard that I've heard that feedback where it's like very low energy, like and.
3: Now, what do I you can... expect? Like,
1: you know, the good the good thing is now is our light technology is phenomenal. You can see yeah. a good light show. <laughs> yeah right. And maybe some pyro. They seem to be letting that back into the no, larger I mean, venues.
3: Crew has dancers now, you know, so. Oh well, Whatever th- you got to do to stay relevant, I yeah, guess.
1: Because they're old as shit.
3: Oh yeah, I think and their guitarist, right? Their guitarist was older anyway. He was he was like older than them when they started out.
1: Like it's a it's amazing. Like these these albums that are like turning twenty. So he was thirty seven when he started. If he's fifty seven now.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. So he was an older dude. Right. So aside from the theatrics, like I said, like if I if I think about it, like you're not you're not seeing these guys like whipping their their long right. hairs around like kind of a thing. I even remember like the guitarist always had like a. Uh, like, kind of like a chill vibe to him. Like, he was kind of, like, scoping it. Like, he was playing, but, like, he's, like, scoping it out. He's like, oh, like, what's going on in that side of the crowd? And, like, checking this out. Like, he just had a very chill vibe about him. Like, like so, yeah, I don't, I, it's, you know what, though? There are bands that are like that. Like, as an example, I've only seen once in my life. I've seen a Avenged Sevenfold once in my life. Four
2: times. Four times. Never seen
1: and I think they had to force a mosh pit at like an Avenged Sevenfold concert, but at the same time, like, uh, like as I'm watching it, like I'm watching it, and I'm enjoying. Like I'm right. standing there, and I'm enjoying. It like it's not. not. They're visually appealing. They're visually appealing, and the uh, the music is very technical, very like technically sound mm-hmm. like kind of a thing. It's like it's a different it's a different energy like kind of a deal. I've seen Chevelle. Now, if you were, if if we were, if we were gonna rank probably most boring live acts. I mean, unfortunately... <laughs> it's a three-piece. And, and, well, mean, that
2: and, and you know as much as the next person that when you sing and play guitar, you can't go anywhere.
1: Right, and it's not because I don't like Chevelle. Oh, of course. I love Chevelle's uh, music. Chevelle's great. music is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But it's so I'm live, and it's like... Same mm-hmm. thing. You know, yeah. just kind of. I've
2: seen him twice, and they were no different when we saw him and when I saw him in the high school. Yeah, hanging,
1: uh, just kind of hanging out. And so
2: should
3: should guitar start getting the headsets? Then is yes, that what
2: you're saying? Britney Spears headsets yeah. for everyone. Well, I'm only kidding.
1: Yeah, that's that's tough because <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm part of a three-piece band, so I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Con- I'm partially part of a three-piece band because I do not want to add a fourth personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's a, that's another story for another day but you know i know i know what it what it's like because you gotta do a lot you got you gotta you, especially when everybody's playing two parts i mean you're not getting too far away from i mean the only the only thing you could do is like go instrumental and but the state like the stage show and the stage presence has to be there like you right. can't just be three dudes just like sitting there trying to play like heavy <laughs> metal like that's and just standing there like you're fucking playing like folk music like that just doesn't work
2: I'm surprised how many people do that though. I think we. I, I, well, you know, just, at
3: least do the power stance or something.
2: Judging by the timeline. I guess they actually weren't in a full hiatus. 2012. 2015. Yeah, there was because it's actually blanked out completely. Oh. Huh. Okay, interesting.
1: Well, that was, I think that's actually like when like, that's when the public was like really trying to get them back like together. But yeah, when. In retrospect, I mean, my God, look what we had to wait for for like a Tool album to come out for Christ's sakes! Right, like right. three years wasn't that much. <laughs>
2: like, no, it really wasn't.
1: I think it was more of the fact that like David Draymond was getting—he had the Vice and like he had this, so he was still in the public. What are your eye. thoughts on Device? I like Device. Yeah, like
2: it's not bad. I think it sounds like.
3: I think it's kinda of hard to not sound like disturbed when well,
1: you are him. Vocally it does, but like like musically like you Obviously get you get different. you get you get a ton of the industrialness of like from from now as far as like the like um that's the first single that they came out with is uh is escaping me, but um I like that collab that he did with uh Lizzie Hale. Yeah. Like that was that was a pretty good song. Yeah. I didn't know that was a cover.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I had no idea that was a cover, and, like, that's might be, like, one of my top ten covers now. I'm like, ah, that's awesome. You can make a top ten list because you're a cover.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can. We've seen it quite a lot.
1: (coughs) So, I think the fact that, like, he was, like, public eye and, like, still getting, like, a lot of play... It was like, oh, when's Disturbed coming back? When's Disturbed coming back? Right. And he said, it's like, listen, they the guys are doing their thing. Like they have, like we, it's not appropriate for us to be together. Which maybe that's like one of the things I like about this band. They do things when it's appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They pick the songs that they want to play when it's mm-hmm. appropriate for them. They cover the songs that they want to play because it's appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. Like they do everything right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So whether you love them, hate them, like whatever, whatever, you. whatever mm-hmm. your deal is, like they're one of those ones, like. Hate to bring a five finger death punch, but everybody hates five finger death punch, and it's like, like disturbed starting in like the same hate, and it's like, what's the matter? Like, why? What, what are we doing? Like, what? We have
2: nothing else better to do.
1: No, I understand like the whole comment, the comment section is meant to be for, for, for just pooing on anything that's right. that's out there. But it's like I never understood like that because disturbed and like I said it before, I'll say it again. Disturbed has never been replicated. There's nobody else that sounds like disturbed. Agree. There's no David Draymond look-alike that's, like, come up and, like, created a band that's, like, made it. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, you can name a thousand bands that sound like Band X, but you're not going to name one band that sounds like Disturbed. Like, so everything they play, yeah, it sounds like Disturbed. But guess what? Nobody else sounds like Disturbed. So if you want Disturbed, you need Disturbed to do sure. it.
2: No, you're right.
1: 100%. Mic drop. Mic drop. No. Dropping
2: plates, dropping plates.
3: Oh, god, Not that again. Well, we came full circle, guys. We sure <laughs> did. Perfect. Any final thoughts? I think we, we we got most of it. I'll see them live one day. That's
1: maybe.
2: Maybe.
3: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'll see, see a live hologram.
2: We'll see <laughs> how our apocalypse goes first.
3: Right? Well, they did start us <clears throat> off with the sickness, so. They did. I blame them.
1: Um. Do we have 10 minutes? Yeah. So I blogged about this, but I'm actually curious about thoughts. Okay. I was actually hoping that like my blog would actually create like maybe like a little bit of a discussion. It might just be early because I understand like our like we get we get we get um, views and like whatnot Mm -hmm. at whatever everybody else's pace. But so I came up with a uh, epiphany yesterday as I was uh, sitting here with a uh, black and tan, which I poured a perfect black and tan.
3: Didn't record it. Shame on you. I
2: can't. I can't trust you.
1: I downloaded it's the wheel. TikTok app, but I like I, I don't want to feel like I was like copying Dave and like <laughs> Dave, the, the Dave success because Dave like puts out epic oh, videos God. and like how can you follow an epic Dave video? It's like I can't just be putting out videos. They did
2: card you for your toilet papers.
3: So. <laughs> that was pretty funny. You almost dropped your beer. I almost dropped my beer. Is that a true story? Almost.
1: Okay. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> So I came up to I came up with an epiphany. So like what what ends up happening is so like we we um we digressed earlier today about like this uh this crisis that that we have going on, and what I was kind of thinking is you know there's always something that like comes out of these things like the world act like gets accidentally changed. Mm-hmm. It may have not have been like the plan to get accidentally changed, but it kind of does. And one of the things I was thinking about yesterday was so. The Dropkick Murphys streamed their St. Patrick's Day concert, concert. that they would normally play. Correct. They would normally be at the House of Blues. Twenty-seven in Boston.
2: years, they've played every year.
1: I thought it was twenty-four, but it, it was, was like it was somewhere in that ballpark. But still, and now Ken Casey is like such a cool dude. Like he's mm-hmm. very outspoken. He's very involved in the Boston community. He's very involved in the charity community. And like he's a he's he's a very like sincere, legit dude so like they take this stuff like seriously it's like well listen like we're not gonna do this we're not gonna do that like blah 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 obviously you got to do your thing they they're encouraging people to do the right thing right um but what he was also saying was it's like when you're in a touring act like like the dropkick murphy's like you miss like funerals Mm -hmm. weddings Mm -hmm. birthdays anniversaries like you miss all of this stuff and for 24 years the St. Patty's Day series of concerts, like, because they're in, they're in the Boston area for like a mm-hmm. week. Yeah, usually like between Lowell, Boston,
0: yep.
1: a couple of stops in Connecticut, yep. and like whatnot. They're in this area for like a week, but the actual St. Patty's Day one he was saying was always near and dear to their heart because like their whole family would be there. Like, yep. um, I remember one of the stories that I heard, I, I read yesterday was like the green room would have like his eighty four year old grandma. It's so, like all these people are just like partying it up. Like it's a more crazy party back there than like what's actually outside, right. like sure. in the in the audience kind of a thing. And his eighty four year old grandmother would be out there, wow, like go, going nuts. And I've been fortunate to experience the dropkick Murphy, like St. Paddy's Day show. Anthony was with me. Our buddy our bro Dan uh, was in the hallway. Um, yeah, he was. Huh. But another story for another day. But so they did they did a live stream. So and there's a lot of bands that are actually picking up on this. Trivium, all their Asia tours Correct. are getting uh, were canceled. So Trivium is actually going to be performing a concert a night mm-hmm. live stream, and they're actually taking like crowd feedback. It's like, okay, what do you guys want to hear? Do you want to hear the Asia set? Do you want to hear Shogun in its entirety? Do you want to hear like they're get they're giving options? Mm-hmm. So, what well, my thought was. I was thinking about all the other topics. So, like, we've actually... Because, like, we're, we we talk a lot about the live scene. We talk a lot, especially about the local live scene. But we've spoken before about, like, these tours that, like, come around. And, like, how they stop going to certain areas just because they're not... Like, they're not getting the support. Like, Middle mm-hmm. America is not necessarily supporting the huge tours. Right. So, like, the tours don't necessarily go there. But the festivals do. Or... Sort right. blah, blah, blah. What if the streaming... Of concerts, because every, everybody's going to get into this. They're going to realize how successful it is. And where I think it's really going to affect, you got to think about that B-level touring act. Mm-hmm. So you don't want the A-list. You want the B-level. Mm-hmm. You want this, the immediate support that's going out with the A-list artist or the headliner. Mm-hmm. But the B-list support that's actually on the tour, these are the guys that like... Um, there's an article that I've spoken about many, 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 many episodes ago. It's from O Sleeper. And O Sleeper kinda like listed out like the road for like a B level sure. artist kind of a thing. He was saying, it's like, listen, we're not out there, like we're not partying twenty four seven. You're in a camper, you're getting McDonalds, you're Sleeping on the ride and waking up to do sound check, taking a quick nap so you can do your set, and hoping that you sell some merch that way you can actually get your meal like the next day. You're not talking like the life of like, like Like a rock star. Like, why can't I say it? Fame and fortune. Thank you. There you go. Jesus (laughs) Christ. My brain is like fucking fighting itself, (laughs) like stroking out some brownies. But so. Anyway, long story to, to try to wrap this up and actually make a point here. What I'm thinking is this mo- there's going to be a model that's going to be created now in the next couple of weeks with everything in the world being canceled. So, Dropkick Murphy's played to a very empty venue. The only people that were in that venue were the crew. I liked how they jokingly even said we couldn't even we can't even tell you right now where we are cuz we have some knucklehead friends that would come banging on the door right. like outside and we don't want them here. Right. Like that's not the point of this. Mm-hmm. But what you're going to find is like these beat level artists like if there's actually a market for these streaming concerts all they have to do is figure out the formula to actually monetize it. Mm-hmm. And you have to think we're in a culture right now where like it's very it's like terrifying for somebody to make like a phone call. Like person-to-person interaction right now is at like this weird level like you you can even go to a fast food restaurant like and not talk to anybody ever yeah. you can make your touch screen order your number gets called you take your bag and you go you never even have to like actually like communicate with like a human being You're that kind wrong. of thing and like that's kind of the way the world's going like mm-hmm. people are more comfortable having like a text conversation how many stories have you heard of, of like somebody being broken up via text message like the actual person to person interaction, but at the same time, like the live music has been suffering because like they're not getting ticket sales, and we're not getting the crowds, and we're not getting this. But I can sit at home on like a fat ass on my couch at home, have my own six pack, which I didn't pay nine dollars per fucking beer. Right. I didn't pay eighty seven dollars for the ticket, and I'm getting like live streaming. <laughs> if they figure, out, the point is, if they figure out how to monetize this, like how to get the cash, like whether it be advertising dollars, or I mean, just think of how the whole experience, because Dropkick Murphys had the whole setup. Lights, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a light right, show. No, it, was, like, it, it actually looked like the only thing they did not have was, like, the people in front of them. Mm-hmm. So I can actually see, like, B-level national touring acts saying, like, listen, instead of going on the road for a 50-city tour where we'll be lucky to get through 35 of them, Raven Black... Had to leave the Static X yep. tour because their van broke. They just mm-hmm. ran out of cash. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe it behooves us. It's like, listen, if we're on the West Coast, we'll play five or six dates out here, but like we can play X amount of streaming services. And, of and instead of playing to like <laughs> a five thousand fan venue, we could be streaming to a hundred thousand people mm-hmm. from anywhere. Right. And then They can actually there could be a clickable link to a quote unquote merch table. Mm -hmm. There could be advertising links that are all clickable. Like it's this is the stuff that's gonna like build into this. So like once they figure out how to like monetize, like well, like listen guys, we don't have to like kill ourselves like on the road for like three months when we can do three or four of these and and even bring it to like the next level. It's like just do small venues. Like, so the yeah, like correct. the like the large venues like I don't need the large venue correct like get us get a room like the Paradise Rock Club where you get 500 people you get a decent production crew you can still get the live people feel to it but like a hundred thousand people can sit at home and like watch it live mm-hmm. so I actually wonder if like this situation is gonna inadvertently change the music industry maybe again
2: <laughs> should we should we tell them about next weekend
1: yeah uh, we have our first show doing that so probably <laughs> So actually brings up my next point because like so when it does get figure out the, how to get monetized. This is going to be another level of how like the lower level act is going to get crushed
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you have to think like those 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 larger names and those larger ba- are going to set the baseline for what it's going to require to get monetized. Right. And we talked about it like even um, like we were talking about with Wayland. It's like oh, you don't even have like a half a million streams on like Spotify. Why are we even talking right now? Right. So there's going to be a baseline that's going to be set. Like, let's say, just as an example, let's say Trivium. Trivium is going to do, like, a bunch of streams. They're going to get 250,000 views. That's going to set, like, a baseline where, like, all these other people in order to get, like, monitored. Plus, you have to think about it's going to be production value. There's going to be actual, like, legit professional camera equipment, proper lighting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the
2: sound's going to be.
1: So like, it's going to it's gonna be back into, like like, who do you know? Like kind of a thing, who can mix this appropriately and send it out live? Who can mix this appropriately, send it out live, and not have it crash when fifty thousand people like log into it? Um, But
2: I mean, you you're still going to have the bands who want to play to a live and actually have like instant reactions. You know what I mean? Actually, people there, and and you know what? I mean, like how many times do we play on stage? And I mean, unfortunately, you know the one show, but. And you get that reaction from the crowd, and it's a lot better than having someone who might have a reaction that you can't see. Oh, I agree, 100. You know what I mean? Like so, I like... I may not be. I think we're just adapting to the situation. I don't think it might be monetized a little bit for certain situations here and there for like a small show. You know what I mean? And I think it'd be it's kind of neat for the smaller bands who can't afford to go, or are in areas like we are where we don't have all these venues to play. And just get a little out there, you know what I mean? That's that's my thought on it. I think I think it's more beneficial for the smaller bands. Personally.
1: I'm still mixed to whether it's good or not. And I mentioned this in the blog also, which I I mean, if you're not in the reading, I pretty much just summarized everything that I wrote about <laughs> um, earlier today, but
2: the Marcus on audio tape.
1: It's like I said, like I haven't decided. Like I actually have I have to see it more. Like, w- will I be disappointed if, like, there are, like, less tours? I mean, like, I
2: like loud-ass noises, so I prefer to
1: be. Well, there's, right. that, there's, <laughs> that, there's, that, there's that, too. Spaghetti I mean, noises. I mean, aside of actually plugging it in through, like, the PA, like, I mean, like, the, the volume, you couldn't get the volume, like, to, like, ear-piercing, right. like, yesterday, that kind of a thing. Um, oh, it's interesting. It's interesting. And, I don't know, it, it might happen. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very fearful, especially, like, some of the clubs that I frequent around here. Like, more often than others, like, I'm thinking, like, the Raven and Worcester right now. I'm thinking of, um, I see a lot of, uh, Jason Marcotte out of, uh, Providence in the Feet music hall right now, but, like, places like Alchemy, um, I mean, we play this stupid club, the Red Onion, like, forget about them, they're fucking toast at this point, like, mm-hmm. like, there's, there, there's gonna be a lot of places that aren't, that aren't gonna survive this mandatory shutdown. And I don't know how it is in the rest of the country or the world. I know North Carolina has this, and New Hampshire has it, but Massachusetts closed down bars until, like, April 17th or something. Right, it's like, yeah. yeah, you guys are done. So there's just a fucking million servers, bartenders, and event planners that are going to the yep. the, the soup the soup kitchen now. But yeah. um, there's going to be a lot of venues that aren't going to persevere at the end of this, and it sucks. And, yeah.
3: Well, it's like even all the, all the, uh, all the things they have in place in the state right now for like small businesses in Massachusetts, like you can apply. There's like ten million dollars yeah, of funding to apply. Right so no, 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 no. It's it. not just the wait. It's not even a grant system. It's a loan. It? So you have to pay it back with interest. So it's like people are signing up to get their business right. saved, only sure. to elongate their misery. Like there's right. no. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I think a lot of people are gonna be feeling it. I, I, I think. I think we'll really only move digital when we have to in situations like this, you know? Right. But,
1: you know, this is one of those things, you know, a lot lot of things are happening where people are getting, like, forced into something. Like, to go back to to go into the sports world a little little bit, the NBA have actually been talking about, like, moving into a summer schedule and competing with baseball versus Mm -hmm. competing with football. They actually have that opportunity to test that now because they just, Mm -hmm. like, stop their season for X amount of days if they even come back. But now it's like, hey, we can actually like check out some TV ratings for June or July. I mean, like, look at look at
2: uh, look at wrestling right now. It's it's hilarious because they still do the shows, but there's no one in the crowd. Yeah. So just like yeah. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you hear me? And you're a booty head. Hello. It's I a weird thing, and, you know. Like.
3: How do we know who the heel is? Other for than the fact Zach. that I like Dropkick
1: Murphys, I actually wanted to watch the Dropkick Murphys like stream last night because I actually wanted to see how it, like it went and how it felt for like them and like how much they actually put into it. You know it. what
2: it looks like? It looks like if you watch like off a live DVD.
1: Ish. Yeah. It did. That's what it but like. But I make... give them a lot of credit for that because they still tried to create that energy. Right. It's like, listen, we know we're playing for you. I can't see you, but we know we're playing right. for you. I can see people getting very complacent and, like, kind of goofing off with it and, like, kind of a thing. Like, if you're actually watching a set, like, like play the set. I don't necessarily want to see you freaking like, going to the bathroom and, like, coming right. in and, like, like I don't need all that. Like, I don't need all the holly jolliness of it. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. And I I... I'm either fearful or excited that there yeah. might be an introverted shift. Because, like I said, all it takes is, like, one person to figure out they can make some cash off of this. And once you once they actually make it functional and, like, they learn, it's like...
2: I just feel like, it, it as as a viewer, like, you can lose interest and, you know, focus quickly because you're not there. Because anyone can just take your laptop and just be like... And you're like, oh, all right, well, I'm going to go feed the dog now. But Are I mean,
1: you- like... <laughs> But you're also forgetting like the other potential aspect, and the dropkick Murphys did this unfortunately too. Fan interaction.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, you can actually take Q and A. Somebody yeah, be, I mean, can some be some coordinating can do, this.
2: But live, technically, yeah.
1: And it's mm. I don't know this, it's it's weird like, mm. and I'm not trying to give anybody any ideas out, out there either. It's like if you're a producer, <sighs> was was nice. like let's let's make the live the live scene cool again. Like let's do that. Like let's be you know. Hashtag alone together in a big field of 100,000 people. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> but this is my thought. Like I said, yeah. I, I, I'm interested what people's thoughts would be. I
2: have uh, I have one more shout-out. Good friends of ours have released a new single who we played with multiple times. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. I know those guys.
2: They're uh, the good friends friends of ours
1: we had an episode of them we did they released a hate brigade
2: they did a machine. single machine gun mayhem yep they released the hate brigade as an actual recorded song and i believe they released a music video for it as well
1: self-produced self-produced mr uh, Brent marina
2: okay the guitarist mm-hmm. so yeah i, I mean don't check think it that. out it's on spotify i think I it's marino it's sorry brett i i believe i know it's Spotify but I believe it's on all the platforms if I'm correct I think iTunes Google Play whatnot
1: it might be I assume I, I <laughs> assume at this
2: point it's weird if you just put it on one um, but yeah I mean check it out give them feedback like the video
1: they're stand-up dudes they're awesome dudes Ryan Barban is actually probably one of my favorite musicians people wise
2: he's very energetic
1: and he's a good guitarist too
2: he's extremely energetic kind of <laughs> cool yeah.
1: I'm just hoping he's listening and he can hear me
2: talk shit about him. Yeah. Hey,
1: yeah, you're all right. I love you, Rand. I do love you.
2: But yeah, that's my that's my small shout out for our boys next door.
1: Sweet deal. All right, I think we did good. Yeah. Until then. We digressed just enough to fill a full episode of mm-hmm. Dave not talking about Disturbed. 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 Want to take us out, Dave?
3: You know what it is, kids. If you're a kid, please don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Every time, Mama. <laughs> uh, that was our bed review plus our uh, our afraid of technology shout out and our machine gun <laughs> mayhem shout out. Uh, make not sure to uh, anything
1: that I said right now. I'm gonna have to talk about it all <laughs> over again. Let's we'll start from the beginning.
3: Make sure you go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms. We are on YouTube. We're on the Twitter. We are on the InstaGood and in the Face Face. Uh, hit us up on all those as well as follow us you know Potamax, Spotify wherever you want to listen to us and make sure you spread the word about us because Heavy heavy Metal Over Six Pack is the only place where you can get local national and international rock metal and beer reviews that's it kids we'll catch you next time night
2: see ya
1: That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.podomatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.